This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to the Resiliency Ninja podcast. I'm your host, Allison Graham. And today's episode of Facha Fridays is a little bit different. And the reason for that is because last week I had the incredible opportunity of going to the Archangel Summit. Now, if you haven't heard of this event, I'm going to put the link to the website in the show notes. It is an absolutely incredible experience, phenomenal speakers, great vibe, and incredible people. And so the next year's event is October 19th, 2019, so 19 and 19, and it is going to be uh, (laughs) incredible. I already know that. So one of the things they did was challenged us to teach what we learned. And the reason for that, of course, is because we learn better when we have to take a concept and regurgitate it and and sort of get the highlights and then figure out how to share that with someone else. And so I didn't do that within the 24 to 48 hours because I wanted to save this for my Resiliency Ninja listeners and share it with you. Now, I, when I go to an event, if I can, I always choose to do a VIP option. Uh, number one, I'm I'm too old <laughs> to wait in lines. So number one, which is why I like VIP, but also because there are always some other perks. And in this case, it actually turned out that buying a VIP ticket meant you get got an entire extra day of content. So while I loved the Saturday speakers, which were the main event, uh, people like Sally Hogshead, JP Spears, oh my gosh, she's just as funny in person. And uh, Brendan Burchard, I'd never heard him speak before, and he was, you know, just full of wisdom, as you would absolutely imagine. So some really phenomenal speakers. But what I thought I'd do is actually break down the Friday speakers, because if you weren't there, uh, even if you were at the Archangel Summit and just had a regular ticket, you may not have actually got to experience this. So first thing is you had to choose your, your path. And I am going to be really vulnerable with you and share this content on the path I chose from a perspective of both the content, but also my takeaways, which uh, is, means I'm going to have to admit some of my vulnerabilities and things that I've been really focused on and struggling with and trying to figure out. And so <laughs> this was very much some, some moments of tough love coming from stage on the Friday. Now, you had the choice. So package your wisdom or scale and grow. And my initial instinct was, oh, I want to go scale and grow. And then I had to say, oh, you know what? Scaling and growing something that is not converting at the level you want it to convert is wasted time. And that's why I chose the package your wisdom. Because... I want to be sure that I'm serving my community as well as I possibly can before I expand it. And my focus right now is, you know, I'm really revving up my corporate work again with the being resilient every day, mastering resilience. And I, of course, I still do the business development work and and speaking on that side. 
and I really want to master, you know, the podcast and my online programs and, and all of that work as well. And so I went into the path, the, the stream a package your wisdom with a very open mind, very much from a perspective of let go of the story that the things you've tried in the past have not worked. How many times do we get so stuck on the fact that I've, you know, my story is I've paid probably five different companies to launch my online program <laughs> that I built four years ago. <laughs> I took my corporate profitable networking program and I put it into videos and worksheets. Uh, and I have tried to launch that dang thing like five different times, maybe eight times. And you know, it's so cute. Eh? My mom, she's like, why do you keep trying to launch? I'm because there's value and one day it's going to work. I am committed. <laughs> and so anyway, I went into it with that open mind of let go of the story of what didn't work in the past. And you know, you have all this information and wisdom you want to share. How can you reach more people? So the first tough love <laughs> that I heard from stage was in the first session with Dr. Angela Loria. And she is the founder of the Author Incubator. Now, one thing she said that basically made me go, oh shit, is an unclicked book won't make a difference. Now, in Canada, I'm considered to be a bestseller. In you know, the world, I wouldn't call my, me a bestseller, obviously. So yet, let's add that word in. My books have not reached the right people yet. The people who it has, who, well, like I have my two books, right? Married My Mom, Birth to Dog, How to Be Resilient When Life Sucks. And the one Wiley published, which is From Business Cards to Business Relationships, Personal Branding and Profitable Networking Made Easy. And so I'm sitting there listening to this Angela going, yes, I've written two books, three actually, but two that are on the market right now. And she basically tore that apart. <laughs> She's like, there are two kinds of authors in the world. There's the crafter, which is, I'm a crafter. It means it's your passion, you look at every word, you care, it's about a story, your personal lessons, it is defined in a way that is, it's really your identity, is very much wrapped up in your book. Often takes a year to two years, I don't take that long, about six months, uh, has, you know, 75,000 words, yep, that's me, and even though there's a message in it for other people, her point is that it's not positioned in a way that is actually going to generate new business. Now, the beauty of this is that, you know, every now and again, lightning strikes and you get to become Brene Brown, Elizabeth Gilbert, Danielle Laporte, all of those incredible authors who are changing the world. And I think a lot of us in the info world are trying to aspire to be or to have a similar level of impact and success. But she said, basically, not only does only 3% of the population who is a crafter finish their book, they don't 
actually get it into the masses and they choose to wear an invisibility cloak. So essentially my book title, which is a, uh, a joke that started during my decade of hell when I was told to go on disability and said no, and then had to uh, call my mom like any grown independent woman might do. Uh, and then this became the joke. And I always said, I want to write that book because I had to learn how to succeed despite uh, chronic pain and all the other challenges I was facing. And so it was a moment <laughs> where I was like, oh my gosh, she's talking to me. And so by the end of it, I was like, I'm a recovering crafter. And my first instinct was to say, I got to write a new book. And the truth is, when I got back and I thought, no, you know what? I've got a lot of really great things on the go right now. I need to stay on my path and plan to write the new book so that it can get into the hands of more people so it can serve more people. So Dr. Angela Loria, I think it is, that was a big thing. Unclicked book won't make a difference. You've got to craft it with a title that is not about you. It is about the what the the value that the reader is going to get and it's got in her opinion to lead to somebody saying i want to coach with you that was the first lesson i thought it was very very powerful she also said too many people are in pain for you to fuck off <laughs> so that was powerful. It's like we have a responsibility if we have a, a, a mission to serve other people to step into and own the opportunity. So that was really quite, quite a, a start to the day on the Friday VIP day. And all I thought is I paid to be here. <laughs> I've come with an open mind. And then the ports took the stage. Now, Michael and Amy Port are... Uh, I, actually, I didn't write down their company name, but I'll be sure to put the link in the show notes. They got up there and I, I've been speaking now professionally for 12 years and I do very, you know, good, well, not like a $35,000 speaking fee well, but definitely some phenomenal clients and, and really quite happy with my, my speaking and the work I do. And they were like, yeah, having talent is one fifth. So if you have raw talent, which I actually believe I do, and many of you do as well. That's one fifth of the package. The opportunity for growth is in the four fifths, which is your craft. I don't believe that I've ever truly committed to studying the craft of speaking. I have gone and heard speakers who like every time I hear a speaker, of course, I'm taking notes, not just from their content, but from how they're positioning themselves on the stage so I can learn and continually get better. Every time I go on stage, I hope to do just a little bit better than the last time. And I don't practice. I plan. I don't practice. I don't take a story and rip it apart and then figure out what's the best way to do it. That was a bit of an eye opener. Uh, he said, Michael said, preparation plus improv equals spontaneity. Got that? Preparation plus improv equals spontaneity. And I love the improv. 
I love, even depending on my keynote that I'm doing, if it's like 250 people in an audience or fewer, I will start with Q&A. Happy to, because I have so much content and know my information so well. So that improv piece is how I've always believed spontaneity and audience participation happens. Whereas he's added into the equation, preparation is even stronger to make that happen. He talked about going further in practice and that you really wanted to have a contrast emotionally from a delivery perspective and a content perspective. Having your beats, Amy talks a lot about taking a moment so that people know and can process what it is that you're saying. And I don't think about beats, I just sometimes take them, but I've never thought about it. So that was really great. Greg from Thinkific. Now, Thinkific is an online platform. And as I've mentioned, I have tried to launch my online program uh, many, many, many times. And once I used Thinkific, and uh, he's, he's really was full of great information. And by the way, Greg, if you're watching, thanks for the shout out and the heads up around the hoodie. I got the last hoodie at the VIP thing. So people are all asking me about where do they get a Thinkific hoodie? I got it. Early bird gets the hoodie. There's the new, <laughs> the new uh, saying I've got coming out of that. So when it comes to developing an online program, what he said is your metric for success should not be completion rate. Your metric for success should not be completion rate because seven to 14% of people who enroll on a line, uh, an online course actually ever get to the end, the finish line. Instead, you want to measure the impact, measure the impact in order to, to, to deliver results. You've got to have your table stakes, therefore matching the content and the, the, the value of the content to the actual like student's needs, that something that they want to have. And then you've got to motivate the student. So it's like equal parts. You've got to have high table stakes, motivate the student to participate, and then you've got to be effective in how you train it. Some ideas on how to be effective and how you train it. Add breaks. Say things like, stop there. Don't go any further. I need you to complete this worksheet before you move on or create this. So give them an activity that will get them closer to their end goal. Say complete it now and then go on. And if I look at my own program, essentially I don't give anybody breaks. I mean, I have four different pillars of profitable networking. And within that is, you know, the, the videos, the, and I've hit that nail on the head, they're short videos, so that's really positive. But I don't say, okay, now go and practice this skill set. Next time you meet somebody, learn how to remember his or her name. Or, you know, use this tool. Go out, meet somebody, remember their name. Like, I could be adding all of that in, which I thought was really a great insight. The other thing he said is avoid unnecessary content that won't take someone from here to here, which is their goal and why they've bought the program. I think sometimes we add things in that we think people need, 
they really don't need it for that particular thing. And I know I do that a lot because I have so much content and I'm so, uh, you know, just committed and desperate for people to learn and, and the things I've gone through and save them from going through the same mistakes and all of that. And I think that I've got to really heed that. Just focus on the necessary content. A little tip, no background music on videos that are teaching content. Background music on social media videos, YouTube, fun, marketing, great. Actual content learning inside a program like Thinkific, and I'll put that link in the uh, notes below, absolutely a no-go. Next thing he said, motivate your team by having small groups, small enough that people know if you don't show up for the accountability call. And then that takes work off of you as the instructor and you have people learning from a peer learning situation. It was a big day, wasn't it? Let's take a break. Think of those first things. Dr. Angela Laria, your unclicked book won't make a difference. Michael and Amy Port, talent is only one-fifth and your craft is four-fifths. And Greg from Thinkific, where you, how he has advised that we take a break so we can digest the information and apply it. And Amy says, take a beat. So see how I've done that? I learned. And now I'm showing, sharing it with you. Then we went into the afternoon. And Chris Winfield is, I, I don't, I didn't know him before. And I, I know him because he's friends with a good friend of mine. I've just heard, oh, he's such a great guy and his girlfriend's so fantastic. And I loved hearing him. And the reason I loved hearing Chris Winfield is because he's absolutely speaking my language. He is considered the super connector, is very much about networking and creating relationships and says relationships will make everything easier which if you've ever heard me speak is basically preaching the same language. And when we hear someone, especially who speaks on one of our topics, we can learn even more. And he hosts as the founder of a, a program called the unfair advantage. And I'm going to be sure you get that link because it just sounds incredible. And it's all about how do you get media coverage and position yourself in the media, which is not what I talk about. So the, the connection side, he and I were like on the same, <laughs> same page. That's great. And then on the media, I was just fear, like writing down notes and going, wow, I can't even imagine, you know, having uh, his wisdom spewing out for that unfair advantage for several days in New York. So definitely something worth checking out. But he said, promotion is not gross. It's your responsibility. Promotion is not gross. It's your responsibility. We, as entrepreneurs, as people who care, as people who are inspired to share a message, can sometimes get hidden behind, as Dr. Angela calls it, our invisibility cloak. And we don't want to step out too much or be too successful <laughs> to not avoid anybody else. And he's saying, you promoting yourself is your responsibility. And I'm going to take that to heart. I'm going to go out and do more media. I know I've done a lot over the years and I do it every week, but I'm going to step out and do even more. He goes on to explain that the media needs you as much as you need them. And it's not uh, you're doing me a favor. It's a win, win, win for everybody. The viewer, the listener, 
you getting your message out and the other people. Your mess is your message. I've heard that before. We've all heard that before, but it's true. If you are living a mess and you want to inspire other people, take your mess and turn it into a message. That's what I did. <laughs> Except Dr. Angela says, I did it wrong. So I got to fix that, but when the time is right. Okay. He talked about the fact that no one else is out of your league. And I know that a lot of what I talk about in the resiliency ninja message and, and even in my business development and sales training is really stepping into your own confidence and not expecting that that other person is so far above you that you have to beg them or try to prove yourself. I used to do that a lot. I'd go to a conference and I'd, I'd start rhyming off my resume because I felt insecure. Like that's what that's about. Now I met a guy at a, a conference, I just at a lunch meeting the other day with uh, you know, a big CEO of a, an uh, insurance firm and he did a great thing. And then I met this, this young fellow and there was a group of us standing around and I'm like, oh, okay, so you know, have we met before? And you look really familiar. And he's like, uh, no. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and he goes, well, I'm from LA. And I'm like, oh, good, great. Um, great city. And he's like, yes, I'm in film. And like, I'm exaggerating it, but he basically went on to tell me that he, tell all of us, he produces, he writes, he does this, he does this. He's been on this. He's been funded. He's, you know, had, he's here for the big tip. And it was like, you know, my instinct for that was like, you don't have to prove yourself that hard to me, a stranger. And I think that's insecurity of us just being enough when we show up in the moment, whatever the backdrop is, whatever all of that you don't have to prove it to anybody, especially strangers. And so anyway, it was just a reminder that we have to connect as human beings, not as what we've done. Somebody's resume is so less important than who they are and how they show up and what their values are and their mission, etc. He suggested, this Chris Winfield, writing out, I'm the expert in what makes me unique is wins I can create for other people are great exercise. I'm the expert in what makes me unique is wins I can create for other people are. That's Chris Winfield's summaried, summaried notes from the Archangel Summit VIP day. I only have one more speaker. I know this is a long podcast for us, but I think there was just so much great, valuable insight, and I hope you're really taking notes on this as well. The last one was Ryan Lee. Now, Ryan Lee is an incredibly successful entrepreneur. Like, he has had more product launches and lines, like things I haven't even heard of, that have done eight figures and then have gone down to zero. And eight figures and then gone down to zero, and then eight figures and then gone down to zero. And he talked about the importance of failure. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was listening to a podcast with Tony Robbins, one of my favorite speakers, and I mean, for a lot of people. And he said, he, <laughs> he talked about how many times does the average parent give their child to learn how to walk? Fall, 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 finally walk. And he said, you just don't give up until they walk. And in business, 
I think we judge those falls and we only give ourselves a few falls. And he says, you tweak, you tweak, you tweak, you tweak, you tweak. And I'll tell you, some days I feel like I'm tweaking and I'm tweaking and I'm tweaking and I now I'm twerking. Like it's just like make it stop all the tweaking. Having Ryan Lee reiterate the value of failure and how you learn from it and you move forward and you keep going and you keep having that. But he also talked about creating a business that you love that will support the lifestyle that you want. Interesting. He asked the question, are you a starter or a finisher? And so I'll ask you that question. Are you a starter? Somebody who has an idea after idea after idea, but you never bring it to completion. If so, you need to find somebody who will complement what you're doing. That's important. If you only get paid for results, how would you build your business? Another question I wrote down from his talk. And the last little bit of information, oh no, I'm gonna give you two more little, little thoughts. Is your business idea shirtable? <laughs> that was his word. Is it shirtable? So what that means is could you put it on a t-shirt and somebody would be willing to wear that? Interesting question. And then the last thing is he said, choose two marketing ideas, two marketing tactics, hone it, figure out which one works best. And then it, when you figure that out, look at the metrics and then you can choose another one to add to whichever one is the best. But instead of trying to do a little bit of everything, which so much of us do, figure out what really works for you. And I know for me, we, we at the beginning of the summer, you know, decided to do everything and we were going to see what stuck. And for that reason, it's just not sustainable when I'm going around and keynoting and speaking at clients and things like that. So I really appreciated that. Choose to master it, figure out what works and then adjust. So there you go. Friday's VIP package your wisdom track. My summaries, I have completed my Archangel mission that was given to us, even if it was a few days late or than they expected. But I wanted to be sure to share that with you, the Resiliency Ninja community. So thanks again for watching. If you love this, please like, share with somebody who needs to know it. I know we covered a lot, so I'll make some notes for you on uh, in the show notes. And I would love to hear from you which one of these speakers resonated with you the most as well. Uh, you can tag me at Allison D. Graham. And of course, always come over and visit me at r-ninja.com. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.